Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the fourth quarter comeback. I am your host, Six Pack Pat O'Connor. As always, happy to be here to talk a little bit of football with you. This week, I am joined once again, Ray, Ray Holloway. Ray, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on, Pat. Yeah, you were, you know, acceptable the first time, so why not try again, right? Well, Ray, uh, well, the people seem to like you, so... We'll do what we can. We need our Patriot fan base to grow a little bit more. We are from the East Coast in that neck of the woods, so can't always just hate on New England. But uh, before we get started, a little business, you know, as always, make sure you go out, make sure you follow the show, make sure we're making sure we're on iTunes or I whatever the hell Apple does. I'm a Samsung guy, I'm an Android guy, so, you know... We're better than you people, but that's besides the point. Anybody that's on Apple and all that will certainly be available to you on Google, everywhere else, that podcasts you can find them, like, subscribe, follow all those good things that we prefer. Or, you know what, if you have negative things, I like to hear good constructive criticism. So go ahead and let me know how much you don't like Ray. That's all. That's, that's all that matters. But other than that... We're happy to have you here. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at ForkUC Show, and you can follow me at SixPackPat with the number six. Ray does not partake in social media for a good reason, but that's okay. Ray, it's been two weeks now since we last talked about, you know, all the football that was going on. Uh, I made sure to... Have a little down week. I was feeling a little under the weather after attending the Raiders game at MetLife Stadium, or at least it was supposed to be a game. They did not really show up. They did not travel very well, and we saw that they didn't stay at home very well either this week. They got the shit kicked out of them. Pretty bad display to the Chiefs, but we're going to gloss over that right now. Let's start with a little bit of the movement, Ray, that, uh, you know, we missed the trade deadline. Now, there are a couple of big moves. Von Miller ended up going to the Rams, and of course, he wasn't the only one after the trade deadline. Uh, OBJ, you know, they caused enough ruckus and all this. <laughs> His nonsense afterwards is making me laugh, and I just want to give him the fucking finger, though, dude, because he's just coming out now. Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea that I was actually going to get traded out of, or or get dropped out of Cleveland. I, I thought I was going to be in Cleveland forever and blah, blah, blah. Just acting aloof now. It's like, fuck you, dude. Don't have all these people get your back about it and make sure you get pushed out of town to get exactly what you want, which is signing on with the big team because everybody else was lowballing you from what we've heard. And nobody really wanted you, so you ended up signing on and going to L.A., going to the Rams. I don't want to hear all this hindsight post-fucking-signing-on horseshit where he's pretending to be the good guy. But, Ray, what do you feel about OBJ's fit there, especially now Robert Woods out for the season? Is it better that—how's that feel? As far as OBGA being there, is he going to fill in that spot perfectly now that with Woods out? I, I, I don't I don't believe he's going to fill in there perfectly. Obviously, Stepson fills a huge void. Robert Woods is a very solid player. He's a great blocker, great teammate, what everyone says, great leader, right? Uh, I don't know if OBJ is a great leader. Uh, from what you read, a lot of players <laughs> seem to like him. 
But uh, no, I, I don't think it's as big. I think Robert Woods is actually, as of right now in their career, maybe the better player. Can can OBJ get back to where he was, and can they create enough uh, stuff for him? Maybe. But I, I don't know. I think Robert Woods is actually a very big loss for that team. Hundred percent. We saw it uh, last night. As a matter of fact, uh, and they we got saw the Von Miller shit kicked out of him. Absolutely <laughs> pancaked by my boy Kittle. Oh my God! Did you see that? Was a great blet. That might be block of the year. That might be <laughs> block of the year. The way Kittle just absolutely destroyed Von Miller. So yeah, that's. Do you think that we would have even seen OBJ play last night if Woods hadn't gotten hurt? No, no, I don't believe so. I mean, why would you rush him in? Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he was just gonna kind of fill in. And they were going to bide his time, let him get into the system a little bit better, take a week in. I agree with you there that if Woods hadn't been out, then I don't see it happening. But yeah, Woods going down is huge. So long as Cooper Cup is still there and he's performing at the highest level, then that's the main concern. But I don't know. There's something about this team that I worry about the chemistry on that offense, and I'm just not sure that Beckham is the right guy for that. Like you said, he can get it back together. He can bring back what he used to have, but is that even what he should be wanting, what anybody should be want, you know? Like, I feel like Cup is the guy. Cup should maintain that position as the guy. So you don't want to have Beckham. You want him to be a threat, and you want him to take a lot of the attention off of, you know, from the secondary, but I just don't see it, man. I, I think it's a bad fit. I initially liked it when he didn't have to really fill in. When he didn't have to contribute that much, I liked it a lot more. Because you have someone like that being a decoy, and you have Woods being a decoy. Man, Cup, and I feel like Van Jefferson as well. They, those guys were really going to eat, and that was going to open up the run game monstrously for Henderson. So I think losing Woods and now having to force Beckham into this role, I think it's a lot less likely of a winning formula than what it was going to be before. I agree with them. Perfect. We agree. So uh, (laughs) are the Rams still the team to beat in the West? I mean, we weren't, so sure that they were necessarily the team to beat per se because we figured the Packers and the Cowboys we figured the Bucks would be back. We'll talk about that. Well, you mean the West or just in the NFC? Uh, say whatever you want. Say whatever you uh, feel. I mean, speak. Speak your mind. No, I, mean, I, <laughs> I think the I think the Cardinals. If you get Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins back, they they might win the division. The Rams might not even be the best team in the division. Forget the conference. That's, yeah, I guess that's an easy way to break it down if you think that the Cardinals are a legitimately better team and they can take the division, then yeah, I guess that is an easier answer than to even begin with that. The the Rams have as much talent, or maybe more talent than any team in the NFL. It doesn't mean it's going to come together and put the product on the field. I mean, right now you're seeing a little slump. I think they might have some of the best top-tier talent. I don't know if they have the greatest depth. I don't know if they have the greatest all-around rosters like that. But that's just me. I don't 
That's not a fair argument. That's <laughs> I think you know to say that they have the best talent. I agree, they have a lot of real name brand top shelf talent, but they've gone so fucking far all in on those couple of moves. They had Donald. He was homegrown, but they paid the fuck out of that man, and he well deserved it. But then you have you know you give up a king ransom to get Ramsey in. And then you give up a, a bit more, not a lot, really, to get Von Miller in. But they, they've traded a lot of pieces over the time. It, it, it is a lot when you look at what you've given up. I mean, what do you have for draft asset next year? Oh, they have nothing. What do they have, three picks, I think they said? Yeah, literally, literally three nothing. Picks. So, so well, this 100%. Team, I respect it. If this it. team doesn't work, you have nothing to build for the future whatsoever. Yeah, I respect it. You know, they went all in. You know, they traded... Goff and more to make sure they brought in Stafford. You know, they've they've done everything they can. And I'm pretty sure the NFL kind of forced Cronky in a way and said, hey, you want to go to L.A.? You want to do all this other shit? We're behind you 100%, but you need to build a fucking winner. We can't go back to L.A. You can't have this mega mall stadium where we're going to put our fucking our stamp, our NFL studios and headquarters. We want to move the draft full time there and do everything else. Combines, etc. They want everything in L.A. in that freaking compound. They're not going to push that unless they make damn sure that L.A. has a winning team. And it makes sense. So I respect the hustle in trying to go all in. But... Damn, man, I just, I I don't know, and I agree with you. Once Kyler Murray and uh, D-Hop are back full-time and the Cardinals are back to kicking ass, I don't even think they're going to win that division. So it's going to be interesting to watch. We'll see. The Rams, it might be a tougher journey ahead than we expected. And now a little, little uh, customary thing here. So... I, I, I forgo, or I don't know if that's the right tense, but uh, I did not participate in this in the first show that we done that we had done because you know of certain circumstances with you know fucking rugs and all that stupidity. So, but until then, now here we are, six pack, break it open, and let us talk some football for anyone wondering i am enjoying a tall beautiful glass of uh, guinness now i'll let you rant here ray uh, i'm gonna let you rant for a second while i indulge in a little uh, irish uh lifeblood talk about your patriots i'm fucking impressed i'm impressed I think this is the most... Let me compliment you first, Ray, and then you may have the reins. (laughs) I am more impressed by this, what is building right now, than by far what Brady did going to Tampa Bay. I am more impressed that, yeah, Brady went, he won the Super Bowl, 100% give you to that, blah, blah, blah. But... He went into a good situation, a ready-made situation, and they just LeBron super-teamed the fuck out of the Buccaneers last year and just built this unstoppable juggernaut, which, deservedly so, they played well, they got what they got, nobody's taking that away from them, nobody's shitting on it. But 
I am more impressed at this quick turnaround with this rookie quarterback and all the way they're coming back to how well this defense is playing. Because that defense is not, not a... The Patriots can play with pretty damn near anybody right now. Especially at home. Uh, well, I say especially at home, but we discussed this last time. Their home record was actually significantly worse than their road record. But, but since we've talked, they have, they have done pretty well at home. Yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, you see what they did. They put up over 40. They dominated against a top 10 scoring defense in the Browns. Ray? I, I believe in Mac Jones. I think Kyle Shanahan fucked himself. I do. I am a believer that Kyle Shanahan wa- is he wanted. They moved up. They went for that third pick, or I think it was third pick, right? And they wanted to take Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones was the guy that Shanahan wanted for his offense. And I think he let the media, I think he let people in the 49ers organization, I think he let himself get into his head that Mac Jones was not the sexy pick and Trey Lance was. was. But was that even his decision at the end of the day? Are you sure that wasn't John Lynch or any of the other people in that scouting department's decisions? I didn't know. I I think that John Lynch made it happen. I think John Lynch negotiated everything there. And I think it was because Shanahan, it's Shanahan's offense. It's Shanahan's complete, you know, control on that field. And I think Shanahan was saying, I can win with this. And then I think something else turned. Now, is it Shanahan that didn't pull the trigger on Mac Jones? I don't know that. Uh, Would that be maybe John Lynch or whoever? Don't know. But the 49ers in general, I think, really were, I I buy it, that they were really interested in Mac Jones, and I think they fucked up, and they went for (coughs) And it's not even fucked up, because who knows where Trey Lance is going to be? And who knows what Mac Jones ends up being? But right now... I'm believing what I'm seeing, and he looks like uh, he's playing the best of the quarterbacks in general so far oh, right well, now. Well, I, I got to watch it in person on Sunday, and it was fantastic to see. So what we're leaving the stadium, obviously, we're we're high. We're high on life just from watching the game. And uh, you know, I look at my buddy, I'm like, hey, does it, does it feel like he didn't barely incomplete anything all day? So, you know, we, we don't have the stats in front of us. We're enjoying the game. You look down, I think it was 19 to 23. You're like, wow, that guy was really that accurate. He was just picking apart the D. He was throwing into crazy windows, perfect placement. And the defense was just smothering. After the after the first drive, first drive, they come down. They're marching it all over us. I mean, he's getting chunk plays on the ground. Um, but, yeah, obviously they made some great adjustments. And then Mac just he turned it on. Um, Stevenson was dominating on the ground. He was a boulder, dude. Guy runs like a man. So, I don't know. I, I think it's just one of those old school phones. If you can play some accurate, you get some accurate play from Mac, I don't think you need crazy splash plays like, like you had last game. I don't see that happening every game. That's just it's unrealistic. If you can be accurate, keep the chains moving, our, our run game stays dominant, and we can play defense. I mean, that's a formula to stay in any game. And I think if we play the way we're playing now, I don't think a lot of teams will see us come January. I think that could easily, you know, we're still very much in the AFC East. We had the Buffalo Bills twice. Titans, another big game. We hold our own destiny there. But even if we were to make the wild card, which might be a little more realistic. I do think you're a wild card team. I do think it's still the Bills division. I, I don't. 
I don't I don't think a lot of guy people would want to see that team come into the come into their house though on wild card weekend. I'm gonna agree with you. I mean it's a, it's it's not gonna be an easy out if you get the Patriots on the schedule, and that's not something that I was thinking coming into this year. I thought that they were gonna kind of be, you know, a solid team, you know, around eight and eight or eight and nine ish, and you know, kind of middle middle of the pack, maybe sniff the wild card, but not in an impressive way. The way they played recently, I mean, you have a four game winning streak. Yeah, you lose to the Bucks by two points, I believe it was. A field goal would have won it, right? And then you go to the with the Cowboys to the wire to overtime. You're playing some of the top tier teams in the NFL right there, and you're yeah. playing a tight. No, I, I I agree with you. They're putting up a hell of a match against anybody that they play. Really, uh, the rest of the division isn't going to be all that tough, other than the Bills. So that's pretty solid. I mean, they put up what? This guy went for 400-something yards. I mean, they... they Who did? It's a fucking... Your offense. Oh, the offense. They, okay. they yeah. went for uh, like 150 yards or something more than what Cleveland has been giving up on average. So, I mean, it's just a really impressive performance. I'm not a believer in Cleveland, I think, you know, yeah, they came out, oh, they lost Beckham, and then they came out big, and they, they smacked around the Bengals last week. That week was the one of the biggest anomalies I've seen in a long time in football. How about, dude, this whole, <laughs> this whole season is just wacky. You have back you have the backups to the Cardinals go smack the 49ers around. What do you turn around the next week? Then you have the 49ers go smack the hell out of the Rams. You have the Bills get, losing to Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, there's so many examples of just complete wackiness. Not even just, I mean, it was 9-6. to six. They didn't even score a damn touchdown. <laughs> like, 9-6, to six, the Bills lost to the Jaguars. And of course, what we call the Josh Allen Bowl. And, uh, but the Bills came back, you know? It was like so many ships fucking sank two wow. weeks ago. Now, and how about- they got righted. And then the one team that didn't fall off two weeks ago was who? The Ravens. And then they got the shit kicked out of them on right. fucking oh. Thursday this week by Miami. I don't even what know what the hell that joke. was. What a, and here, yeah, you have Tucker starting the game, missing a, what, 48, 49-yard field goal wide right? We're like, oh, that's not like coming. It just seemed like that set the tone for the rest of the game. Yeah, it did. I mean, Lamar... I haven't seen a quarterback look that frustrated in a long time. I mean, Lamar just looked consistently and constantly frustrated. And I don't know at who. He seemed angry at just everybody, including himself, the situation, his teammates, the fans, his God. I don't know. But he was pissed off. (laughs) And I can't blame him because that game just went into the shitter and they could get nothing going. Miami's defense is okay, but they are not All right, that Pat, good. Pat, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we're going to join you with a nice Sam Adams, like Sam Adams Oktoberfest favorite beer out there. There we go. That's a oh, good yeah. one. Join you right up. Always. So All let's right, see. The, the uh, so yeah, that was. Do you have anything else you? I, Bray, I'm giving you the floor. This isn't going to happen very often, so. 
No, is there actually, anything else nice you'd like to say about your Patriots? Uh, I think, I mean, I guess the last thing to say is I think this may be as impressive of a coaching job as Bill Belichick's ever had in his career. Since I since I've been watching him as a New England Patriots head coach, this might be as impressive of a stretch as anything he's ever done. This either. is what I'm saying. He, they, this is what has always shown through to me that I've always been more, and you know this. I've always said more. If I have to go with one, I'm going to say it's more Belichick. Just because I think the system and all this stuff that he puts oh, together. Don't, 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 I don't want anyone out there to think that I'm discrediting anything Brady has done. Yeah, no. You're, I speak for myself and nobody else. So <laughs> it's, it's what he's always done and what he's proving to do now is just that much more impressive. So, I, you know, I, I will... Be friendly to them this week because I'm I'm just impressed. I think they're doing a really good job. And I think Belichick, the coaching staff, has got that defense playing top tier. And the offense is broken through significantly quicker than I ever expected. And they're doing it with nothing. Uh, Brady left and what does he want to bitch about not having weapons? So he went and, you know fucking armed himself better than the fucking U.S. military. I mean, but look at what fucking Mac Jones is playing with. And do you hear him complain fucking once? Damian Harris is starting running back. He's solid, but, you know, whatever. And then he gets hurt. Okay, well, you got Ramondre Stevenson, I think, and then uh, who uh, Brandon don't, Bolden, don't right? Don't him. He, he, can, he can run. Listen, run. they're not, he can really I'm not run. shitting on them. They're, uh, they obviously all have some kind of talent, but... They're not, you know, name brand. <laughs> Brady's looking for name brands, Nike and Coca-Cola. Matt Jones and the, the Patriots are dealing with fucking the, the, the shelf label brand, you know, the Walmart brands, you know, Top Care, World Classic, whatever the fuck. You know, these aren't the big names. The receivers are not the big names. You got Hunter Henry, you know, he's known, but. That, that connection is flourishing. That God, could be dude, a needs to. That's, uh, honestly, it's probably better that John who isn't healthy, around. If he can stay healthy, what is it? Does he have seven touchdowns in the last seven games? You know better than I would. I believe that's a stat that I heard. And don't quote it, but I'm almost positive. Nope. That, I'm gonna put it in the record books. That is a fact. All right. Well, then they didn't <laughs> quote it, but no, they have really turned it on, man. That is looking like a very good and a very dangerous connection between those two. Yeah, that was one of the one things that I was thinking of uh, in the pre, you know, preseason and all that. When we saw those signings, bringing in John, who was one thing, we were kind of okay. And then Hunter Henry, okay, they're really doubling up, but they love that two tight end set kind of thing. And that's always been a Patriot deal. I kind of figured, you know, this could be dangerous. And to see that it's now breaking through week 10, you know, it's it's really even, settling in. Even without Smith, it's really that's just tough. him. Yeah, exactly. That's it, well, that's it was expendable, you know. That was an okay thing. And no offense, but, you know, Henry, I think, just fits the whole plan better. And I think Mac Jones just has a better rapport with him. So that's all right. And it gives him more oh, opportunities, 100%. and they're connecting. So, I mean, speaking of, the Bucks just look bad <laughs> right lately. I mean, they looked like shit against Washington. I can't really say either side of the ball. 
looked impressive at all. And that's even with the unfortunate downfall of Chung now being out for the season. So, and we're just dealing with a yeah, little that, reconnection that, a, here. But <laughs> that, That's a very tough loss to them. I, I saw that break on my phone during the game and, so, uh, and then you wonder, how are they still kicking the crap out of them without him playing? Yeah. I mean, I didn't get to watch the game. Obviously, I was in, I was at Foxborough. So, um, I, I just, I'm still confused on how, how the hell they weren't able to do anything all day. But maybe you know better I mean, on that. he went out a little bit later in the game. So, it wasn't even that. But it was just, they were not connecting at all. Brady had nothing going, you know. Uh, turnovers were just killing them. Washington was playing the top-notch kind of defense that they, you know, people kind of expected for them coming into the season. I think a lot of people figured Washington was going to be around a top-five defense, you know, a really good core. They haven't been, you know, they've been up and down, been pretty inconsistent, but they've had some good outings. But then you take into account backup quarterback. Tom Brady versus a backup quarterback is the greatest rivalry and the greatest, you know, win-loss <laughs> ratio against Brady that's probably ever happened. If I'm playing Brady and I'm playing these super teams in any fucking big game, I'm benching my quarterback. I'm fucking putting in the backup because Brady can't beat him. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> I just, am I wrong? I think yeah. I, I, I what would you have the actual record of what he is versus any versus every run out No, but I, I'm you know in the big games that matter. I would say, and this is I, a big I, game I, that I, matters. We're gonna say yeah, that <laughs> this random game against the Redskins, or excuse me, the football team. One one thing I wanted to ask you, Pat. Ask him while we're on here. Is how dominant do you think the Packers can be if that defense can, can, can sustain any type of the success they've been having recently? Right. How good can the Packers be? Uh, Super Bowl champions. Yes, especially, especially with the way their defense is playing, man. That's going to be an extremely hard team to beat. I mean, the Packers, I think we both agreed that they're, what, top two in the NFC? You know, depending on how Rodgers is going and how things are happening there. I I, I think at the last couple of weeks since we've talked, you know, what do you have a game end up being? 13 to 6 or 7 without Aaron Rodgers playing versus the Chiefs, right? And then you come back and you blank Russell Wilson the week after. Yeah. You know, you, you hold Kyler Murray pretty much in check a few weeks earlier. That defense is looking like they could actually carry Rodgers. They just need him to really shine a few times in those bright moments, that looks like a championship defense, which I did not think was going to be a thing at the beginning of the season. I mean, I figured they'd have a pretty good defense. I liked, you know, the Smiths and all that. And, uh, you know, they've they've pretty consistently bought on a lot of different defensive free agents. And looked through the, I mean, they've bought so many, they've released them. Look at, they brought in Jalen Smith from the Cowboys and fucking dropped them right away. So, like, they're they're actually picking and choosing at this point because they can because that defense is just excelling so well. So yeah, I love it. I really like their defense overall. I think they're they could be very lights out. Like you said, they can carry Rodgers if they need to. But let's be honest, if Rodgers is on the field, that offense is gonna work. AJ Dillon is proving to be a fucking monster. You know, contends with Saquon and maybe a few others for 
thick as fucking thighs, those tree trunks and the fucking things. They can push through, get those goal line carries they need to. It's I oh, just I really I, believe I, that. Everybody make offense. sure to get out there and buy your Green Bay Packers stocks. They are they're selling for like the sixth oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, In they're... history they're selling stocks three hundred dollars a piece, so you want to be an owner of the Green Bay Packers. As much as my my brother and nephew will laugh at me, I will not be buying a Green Bay Packers stock. I am too loyal to the Raiders. I would not even want to own a piece of another team. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But I appreciate the, uh, you know, it's interesting. You know, it's what's it mean? Nothing. It's a money raise. It's a good way to raise money for the team when they need it. Throw some stocks out there. But, hey. You get to be, quote-unquote, an owner of the team. So, if you're a Packer fan or just a football fan, as long as you don't hate them, go for it. If you have the extra $300, and that's yeah. just going to get you one share. So, you get to put a little certificate on your wall. So, there you go. I believe in them wholeheartedly. Aaron Rodgers is proving, once again, why he's the MVP of the league. You see how it was when he was out. Now, I wanted to bring up, what do you think of his situation? Because we know he has a path out of town at the end of the year if if he wants it. And I don't think it's likely that he's going to want to stay because if they don't win, I think he still wants out. And if they win, I think he feels good enough that he delivered another championship to Green Bay fans so he'll feel okay about just getting out. So... I don't know that he wants to stick around. I think he just wants to win. So that's why he's playing I, die hard. I don't I don't agree fully with that. I, at the beginning of the season, I thought, okay, this is last year. There's no way he's out. But I don't know if that COVID little thing and missing out and seeing what he means to that team and what it means to him maybe. Um, all right, so I think the quote was he got missed guy coming off the field. I think maybe it may have hit him in that moment that may, this might mean a little more to him than he thought. He might not want to leave as fast as he thought he did. If they, if they, win, the, if they win the championship, I really do believe they have a chance to retain him. But I think that's a huge if. I think that's the only way. If they win the championship, I think there's still a lot of hope for Aaron Rodgers. You Rogers think he's more game. likely to come back with the championship? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And then and then I do believe that stipulation would be, you got, you got to call it, you got to call it your loss. Yeah, admit your mistake, and you got to get rid of Jordan Love. I think that would be the other only way he stays, that he makes them publicly admit their mistake, get rid of them. (laughs) See, I don't think they do that. See, now I think you pushed it too far. And the other side, I think they don't want to eat crow. I don't, even though, and this was going to be my question, how bad off are the Packers after seeing how Jordan Love finally played? He finally got in there. And let's be honest, the Chiefs are a pretty beatable defense. So, I don't know. And that's Jordan Love did not look yeah, like a world it, beater. It's, it's, not, looked, it's not as if that Green Bay defense did not keep him in the game. Exactly. All gave, game. Him all, gave him all the opportunity in the world. Like you said, what was it, 13-7? to seven? Yep. Like, They could have won that game at the end. So, he didn't pull oh, it off. He's, he's not. Uh, uh, is he the guy? Is he really the guy in the next? You know, Bart Starr, a little bit of a gap, and then Brett Favre. You know, Aaron Rodgers is Jordan Love really that next guy? I, no, I no, I don't think so at all. I mean, I didn't think he was ever going to be that good anyway. I mean, I mean, don't but, get me wrong. The kids only had one opportunity, but no, I, I don't believe so. 
It's just it, unreal. Think about, think about how big of a statistical anomaly it is that you even have a Brett Favre back to an Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how many times in sport history do you really go back-to-back Hall of Famers like that replacing each other? Uh, a few times in football, but... A few times, okay, but out of how many <laughs> thousands, Depends. tens of thousands of situations? You know, yeah. it's just... It's, Anomaly. You can't expect him to be the next Aaron Rodgers. It's not. It's probably not going to happen. No, not at all. And that's well. They were trying to make that happen by reaching early and drafting the quarterback early, well before they needed to, because that's how you get it done. Kind of, you know, you you pick that big quarterback earlier on, while you don't need to have him, and then you can let him sit for a few years. Unfortunately, the league has changed to where that really isn't allowed to happen most of the time quarterbacks aren't allowed to sit especially if you're picking a first round quarterback you're not going to be sitting around for very long you should it's generally you know pay to play and you're getting out there immediately because we're paying you enough money you better be ready obviously instances like this where you have a Rodgers is different but you can see someone like Rodgers isn't going to be fucking happy that <laughs> you're already planning for him to be out the door when he's nowhere near ready. If he's expecting, I've got five more years, and you're telling me, well, I've only got two here, well, fuck you. Why do you, you're telling me I'm going to have to start over, you know, with a year, two, three left? I don't think so. I'm going to take control of my issues now. So we see how it's happening, and that's why I think he hasn't quite forgotten that. I, I understand what you're saying, where he gets teary eyed and all that, but. I think as soon as the season's over, he puts his business hat back on and he makes sure he he's damn sure going to make sure he does all the GM shit that he wants to do again before he thinks about sticking with them. He's going to make 100% sure that Devontae Adams is locked up and still on that team before he signs any or I don't think he has to sign anything really, but before he demands anything about getting out. Because Adams isn't a guarantee. I mean, they can franchise tag him, and I don't think most people most people keep talking about how he's a free agent, and they think he's pretty easily franchise taggable. So I don't think he's going anywhere outside of a trade. But we'll see how it goes, which, which hopefully to Vegas. But so well, he does have that car connection. Well, that's that's the hope. <laughs> Hopefully Rogers skips town, not for Denver, and uh, Adams wants out and comes on. Well, how, nice, how nice would that be? He goes over to Denver. Look at those quarterbacks you'd have to face. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, I'll be fine with that. Well, Green Bay, I don't know. They're The love thing isn't going to work out, at least not from what we're seeing now. I think it's not a great situation. I think Green Bay is realizing. I would not be surprised whatsoever if Green Bay looked at another option at some point to see if they could bring him in. Like, if they're looking to trade with another team, I before, I don't think they were so concerned with bringing a quarterback back. Now, I think they would. I think they would make sure they bring in a veteran quarterback or something like that. And I'm not going to lie, if I, if they get an early draft pick out of one of these things and they see it in this coming draft or even two drafts from now, I think they're going to be shopping a little bit more than we initially thought rather than them just already having the successor. But as for now, smooth sailing. 
The Packers are fucking legit. I'm not sure they can be stopped in the NFC. I'd say only the Cowboys. Uh, if the Bucks get their shit together, they put all their liniment oils, you know, throw the walkers and get out of their wheelchairs, you know, use other medical miracle cures and get back on the field. The old time Bucks might be able to make a run at it. And I still like the Cardinals. I really do still like the Cardinals. Uh, we already discussed the Rams, so we're not going to go back for that. Uh, sticking with all this stuff and going back now with the other side of the Rodgers game this week, the Seahawks. Are the Seahawks already done, Ray? I mean, they've only got three wins, but they're falling out of things. They're only a game and a half back, actually, from the final wild card spot. But... That's a pretty crowded field. Like, I think they're ranked 14 of 16 right now in the NFC. <laughs> so, yeah, they're technically close, but there's a whole lot of water between them and Shore. And I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to get it done. Do you think, if they're done, and I think you probably agree, do you think this is a product of Russ... And his offseason and his whole trying to leave, we see how well it's worked out still with the Packers and Rodgers. Is this the opposite? Is this Russ kind of was trying to force his hand out of Seattle? And now it's not really working out right. The chemistries are gone. Uh, the injuries are kind of taking their tolls here and there. I mean, he came back this week. Um, and he, yeah. they had the whole fucking pinky thing, Ray. A pinky is not a thing that a quarterback needs to get get back from, quote-unquote. You know, that's not one of those big injuries or a psychological thing where you need to, oh, well, Will Russ gets back into this, and, you know, he's just coming off it. Bro, it's a fucking pinky injury. If he can throw, he can throw. If he can't throw, he's not playing. So, to me, that one I mean, doesn't mean the, he's coming the throws, back. A lot of them were coming out wobbly. I mean, I don't know if you watched that game. They were coming out wobbling, and obviously he was not playing himself. But also, the Packers' D were just overwhelming that offensive line. They were completely mismatched. Russell was on his ass all day. For sure. But so are I they just, just not that good of a team? I mean, yes, the just, Packers yeah, are good, but... <laughs> if you had had Russell in, uh, what, they had those couple games back-to-back where they had Geno blew it on the final drives, right? Right. You, you, gotta, you have to believe if Russell Wilson was healthy... Winning those games, Russell Wilson doesn't make those mistakes. I don't. And they're probably have to believe that. You you think that you think that those games that Geno Smith kept them within one possession, and Russell Wilson not putting them in a better situation to win, healthy? Not, not necessarily. I think that's absurd to say. To say no to equate it to saying okay, well that means that I'm not clearly saying that Russ isn't a better quarterback than Geno is nonsense. Because He's obviously, obviously he is a significantly better quarterback, but that doesn't necessarily go hand in hand with better results every time. We just don't know. So, and no, I don't necessarily think that even though it may have gone a little differently, I don't know that the end result, which is a W or an L, is different in those <laughs> scenarios. Could I be wrong? Sure, I could. Of course, I could. I think if you had been healthy for the entire season, they're much more in the thick of things. I think you had, you had at least one of those two games you were pulling out. And what did you say? Game and a half behind? So you're a half game behind now? But no, now I do believe they're out of this. 
And what, where does that leave them? Do, do you pull the trigger? You give Russ what he wants? You take a King's ransom and you start the rebuild? I think he's out of there. I think if that's the end of it, if they're not making the playoffs, I think, why would you keep them? Why would you stick this? Uh, why would you stick with this whole thing after it's floundered? I mean, it's run its course. I think I, oh, I would have moved on yeah, from I, them already think, in the preseason. If you don't make the playoffs, you take you take what two, three first round draft picks, whatever you're gonna get for them, you take it. You take your best offer out there and start the rebuild process before when the, before this draft comes. It has to be traded. You got to start the rebuild right away. It's really tough because what's What's a top veteran quarterback worth, traffic-wise? Okay, I mean, well, anything, well, what's right? Not, because look, not, at, we've got Rodgers, we've got it's Russ. Right. Go ahead. What well, what is Rodgers? Well, what is Rodgers pull right now? And what he's a few years older than Russ, correct? Correct, so, well, but I mean, well, Rodgers is. <laughs> A step, a little step above, but he Russell's up in that top tier. Sure is. So I mean, you're pulling at least two firsts in a second. I think you could get that all day for Russ. I think you're getting oh. an easy two firsts. Anything after that is a conversation. You're going to get other picks. It's just what picks are they necessarily going to be? You know, first rounders. I don't know. Because um, giving up three full first rounders, I think a lot of people come around at the end and they give it up for you know two twos, two. Th- now, would you rather give up three firsts, and that would be it, or would you rather give up say two firsts, two seconds, you know, two fourths, something like that, or a third and a fourth? What would you value more, Ray, as a GM? What would you rather just give up? those straight fucking first round picks for the next three years, or would you rather get rid of essentially the first portion of your draft for, you know, two years? Where do you feel better? Uh, I mean, it depends on how good my team is, what I see it being placed at. I feel like it's a huge... See, but, all right, but, but if you're taking Russell, you're assuming that's going to put you over the edge, right? So you're looking to be... Those you're a fringe playoff team that's looking for, you know, a top-tier so, so, so in my head, I think I'm taking Russell. I'm getting to the bottom four. You know, we're going to pick between 28, 32, somewhere in there. Three first-round picks. I think you just get the first three-round picks and, and you call it quits there. What about you? Well, when you phrase it that way, you can't really argue with it. Uh, yeah, if you're expecting to be a winning team, then those first-round picks are barely going to be worth anything as far as that goes. They're going to be closer to second-round picks anyway. That's the plan. So I don't think you should have any problem giving up the first-round picks. I would definitely not want to. If I had to, if someone was looking at it, sure, I'll, I'll pull the trigger and say I'll give up, you know, a first second and third or whatever, you know, in the next draft and, you know, first and a second, if I really had to, just to kind of clear the board. But I'm with you. I'm okay with giving up those firsts because they're essentially seconds or you failed and you're fired anyway. So (laughs) yeah, it it doesn't really matter. Your mistakes are going to be passed on to the next guy if this one doesn't work out almost immediately. So... 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'm okay with giving up the early first-round picks. I think NFL GMs are way too tightly wound when it comes to draft picks sometimes. You need to just look. I don't see the forest for the trees, you know, or whatever the expression. And uh, you really just need to invest in the right things at the right time. And giving up those players, nobody wants to be looked at as the idiot, as the loser in the deal, you know, and... Sometimes they figure, oh, well, the media said I uh, gave up three first-rounders and that's worth this, this, and that. Well, no, it's a quarterback-driven league, so if you need to go out and get a proven veteran quarterback for those picks, you're going to do it ten times out of ten if you're a smart fucking GM. Now, the uh, other yeah, side of the you, coin, you, it's kind of tough. first-round picks for a guy you're hoping is going to pan out, if you can guarantee you have five to six I don't know, borderline second team all pro, a little right a little may drop off from that for your three first round picks and you already have a solid roster. I think I think you pull the trigger, why not? You're you're trading three to get a guy you have no clue what they're gonna be in the NFL anyways. Would you give up now would you say Trevor Lawrence was like the uh generational quarterback coming into the league? Or were you of that mindset that Trevor Lawrence I thought, I, was the I, next I, I Andrew Luck, was the next Peyton Manning. But the the, the problem with him, yeah, even if you have that grade on him, the NFL is such a situational. Hundred percent agree with you. hundred percent agree with you. So, but so, that's so, but Matt, besides Matt, the point. Matt Jones is playing great. I think Matt Jones went to the best situation there. You tell me if Trevor Lawrence is playing over there right now, he's not having the same success. Sure. Uh, probably, I don't know, depends well, And you put Mac Jones over in Jacksonville He's not playing as well as he is in New England He has such a better team, better roster So Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you hope the kid's career is not going to get wasted Like you see so, so many people Because if you have the first traffic, you have the worst roster generally It's very hard to build around that So maybe he's one of these guys, a Peyton Manning Who can come in and take an absolutely terrible team And can just build it around, it doesn't matter, right? Eventually, the, the greatness will shine, but that's that's not an easy thing to do, and it doesn't happen almost ever. No, of course not. I guess the 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 point that I'm going towards is if you have all right, you've got three draft picks. You're you're a decent team, you know. You're a solid team. You're going in next year, and you've got. Uh, Trevor Lawrence coming up, you know, we're, we're going to say Trevor Lawrence, Andrew right. Luck, you know, that okay. guy, that guy. Or you've got Russell Wilson coming up on the block. I was literally going to say. Who are you trading the three first if, round picks for? If you, if you took my Patriots roster spot, right, they're sitting at 15. I can trade three first, and I have Russell or I have Lawrence, and this is last year before the draft. I am trading the three for Russell Wilson. I wouldn't have blinked an eye. I think putting the names on it kind of taints it because <laughs> it's we know that Russell Wilson is significantly better than Trevor Lawrence right now. So well, no, I, okay, that, I, I, let's just say all-star level rookie A <laughs> is oh, okay. number one pick. Number one pick. Oh, it's, it's tough. I mean, hey, are you Trevor trading Lawrence, I mean, those the, three picks for that the, number the one pick? If the trade up for Trevor Lawrence, I would not have been upset last year. Not at all, because because well, you're forget Trevor like, Lawrence. Forget Trevor Lawrence. Forget he's just an example because he was the number one pick. The point is, where are you investing your picks more? Are you more into because this is something like we talked about weeks ago with the Vikings? They should be going all in on a quarterback. 
you know, to try and improve their situation. Of course, bad week for that. Kirk Cousins fucking went off and did all that and made us look like idiots, but that's fine. Uh, the point is, okay, you have this veteran, 32-year-old quarterback, you know, won a Super Bowl, you know, a while back. He's a Pro Bowl caliber talent, has every opportunity to be really good. You're paying him a solid amount of money, but he's he's going to be a very good veteran leader. Then you have the best prospect coming into the league. This surefire, you know, whatever, a lot cheaper than what you're going to be paying this guy, at least right now, kind of quarterback. He's coming up. He's the number one pick. The number one team doesn't need a quarterback. Doesn't matter. You have three first-round picks. You can now trade up and get that first-round pick, that quarterback, and bring him into the league, mold him how you want it. He's a very very good prospect, but you don't know what he's going to be in the NFL. You're getting him at a lot cheaper price, or do you want that veteran quarterback? Which is the better value? Where are you spending your three first-round picks? Well, if it's going to cost the same, I think I want I want the proven commodity. Personally, okay. There's, there's no, there's no guarantees whatsoever. So I mean, if you're gonna cash, like that, I mean, I don't think that's the way you build a, a winning team, regardless, unless you're cashing in for a year, a couple of years, you know. But I, I, just, I don't know that trading three first round draft picks really sets your franchise back so much, unless you're already in win now mode, and you have, and that means that you have a decent roster around you to start. When you have absolutely no roster around you and you're building from scratch. Getting rid of three first round draft picks, what does that do for you? It all depends. I mean, if you have that quarterback that's growing up through your system and you have him in there already and he's going to be a good talent, I believe that you can do, you know, some pretty damn good things and you trade up to get that quarterback of not just the future, but I mean, he's going to help you in the now. It's not like we haven't seen plenty of quarterbacks, you know, nah, I don't want to say plenty, but enough lead their teams up to respectable records, you know, get Mac into the Jones. playoffs, you know, so sure, Mac Jones, but <laughs> you know, so I, all that said, I agree with you. You probably go with a veteran depending on the situation. <laughs> so it's a mood argument. Thanks everyone for listening to that one, even though we kind of struggled through it, but yeah, that, that it was sloppy. That was sloppy. Well, maybe to you, I found it riveting and entertaining and don't you people worry about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, speaking of sloppy, we saw Cam, Cam Newton reunited with the Panthers is a very NFC-centric show, everyone, although we went heavy on the Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton back with the Panthers. He didn't really get the start this week, but he did end up coming in. He had two plays, two touchdowns to start his tenure with them at the uh, absolute middle finger-raising begrudgment of all Christian McCaffrey fantasy owners out there. Everybody remembered how much they hated Cam the Tank playing on those fucking goal line drives. But Cam ran in like an absolute asshole. He ripped off his helmet and got the penalty, of course, and started chanting, I'm back, I'm back, you know, which he easily could have accomplished with the helmet still on. Who thought um, his voice was going to be that high-pitched, too, when he was screaming? Yeah, yeah. Do you happen to hear that? Well, that I mean, I see what he wears. I understand. 
Um, but, uh, I mean, you wear pants that tight, Ray. You're fucking, you're, your voice is going to be pretty fucking high-pitched. Uh, but anyway, Cam's back in Carolina. It looks like he's in line for the start this week. They are, I believe, on the bottom spot. They have, They currently own the last wild card spot right now. Are the Panthers going to make the playoffs? What's their ceiling? I think the wild card is right there for their ceiling. You yeah, think that's I, it? That's their ceiling. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think they're, they got very solid defense. You have Gilmore over there now, Burns. You have some serious players, Shaq Thompson. So, I forget. I can't remember the defensive tackle's name. I know he's a beast, too. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, you have some solid players on defense, and you can complement that. Some ground and pound football, McCaffrey. I'm I'm guessing that you're using Cam Newton as a rental, right? J- just like you used him in New England. You can run the ball, you run some options. I don't think you can trust his accuracy as we saw unless anything changes last year. But if you use that defense, you can run and control the clock. Yeah, you, you can win some games and stay in that wild card. I just don't see him making a deep threat unless Cam can magically flow like the clock to what, 2015 and be able to throw the ball again. Oh, well, that's the problem right there. Cam just Cam cannot throw the ball. Period. He's just not that guy. I mean, you got a very close, uh, you know, a front fucking seat for Cam over the past Absolute years. Absolutely so. garbage. intermediate throws last year. Yeah, so he's gonna dial back into that whole, you know, dump it off to McCaffrey and let McCaffrey run kind of thing. But I think DJ Moore's fantasy relevance has taken a monster hit. I don't think DJ Moore is going to be there for the long ball at all. He's got good receivers with DJ and Robbie Anderson. But both those guys, I feel, are going to be... They're going to be pretty disgruntled after a little bit when they realize, oh, well, he just doesn't have it anymore. He, he hasn't had it for a while. But... No. Like we said. Oh, yeah. Do I like Cam out here? Yeah. I mean, I think he played hard for us, but yeah. He, they used him like a rental, man. Rental car. You just beat it. And they ran him and ran him and ran him like he was a rental car, you know? Like they, didn't, they didn't worry about keeping it long term. Yeah, and then, exactly. run the Panthers, I do the same thing with him. You, you got him for a year. Get whatever you can get. You got to understand what he can give you and what provide you. And then you gotta try and ride that defense now with Gilmore trying to lock, put the clamps on. The defense that's, that's is insane. Win. I mean, Jeremy Chin, I love. AJ Boye, proven. Hassan Reddick, I mean, I've always liked him. I think he's a sideline to sideline. Shaq Thompson, I mean, obviously. Shaq Thompson. Derek Brown is a fucking monster. Coming out of Auburn, that kid, he was one of the, the unsung picks. That, that was always slipping my mind. Yeah, he was one of the unsung picks of that draft, and everybody loved how good he was, but he just didn't he, he didn't get the sexy press because he was, you know, the big defensive tackle and there were bigger names. So he just didn't get it. They're a monster defense that can play with damn near anybody, and if Cam can just not fuck up, and just not mess up the game enough where he can keep the ball moving, they can keep on schedule, get those first downs, first downs, first downs. You know, McCaffrey can make a lot of things happen. And if he can get some nice medium intermediary routes to DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, if he can just connect a little bit, show off the arm just a little bit, 
and even back the defense off or bring him in really with his running, you know, and then try to take the top off a little bit. Carolina very likely could be and is that wild card team. And man, I give them a chance. I give any really good defense a chance in the playoffs to get that one big upset. And depending on who they're playing, if they're playing the Packers or the Cowboys, I don't think that they win that. But anybody else, I think Carolina has a chance at upsetting them. So curious to see how it goes. I look forward to it. I mean, it's an interesting reunion with Cam in Carolina. I don't know. Like you've said a few times now, it is a little very clearly, but it's a nice little story, you know, good for them. He got to reunite and that Cam actually came back. So speaking of quarterbacks coming back, Phillip Rivers, you know, he, he joked about coming back with um, New Orleans and all that. None, none of that's going to happen. I'm just bringing it up because, you know, do you watch the Manning cast at all? Do you watch those? Oh, yeah. No, I enjoy those a lot. Actually. Do you really? I watched them at first and I said, you know what? This well, is god-awful. I really they, wish they, they don't they talk actually, about the football they, they enough. Tom Brady on the day I watched. So oh, I yeah. Well, okay, so you had your mouth full that day. I got you. So, we see. <laughs> it's just, I watched. It's just kind of bad. And Eli's this mush mouth, terrible <laughs> fucking. He, uh, I said to my brother, you know, he looks as uncomfortable as we all feel having to listen and to him talk. So it's just so bad. And then there's too many guests. They bring in a guest a quarter and, you know, they talk over the guests half the time and then they just kind of drag on with the guests. I, I, I just they don't, don't enough enjoy the Monday night cast. I don't enjoy the regular Monday night cast as it is to be honest. That's why I flip it over there. I mean, I, I, just, I, I like Lewis Riddick. I like him actually more. Well, see, I love Lewis Riddick, so. I, I like him more on the radio than I, I do really actually on the Monday nights. I I have no preference. I'll take Lewis Riddick pretty much anywhere. You know, maybe that's Raider loyalty, but. Uh, oh, yeah, probably. He's, I mean, Lewis Riddick's the man. He's he's great on the call anywhere, everywhere. I mean, I don't know how Brian Greasy got this job again, and then Levy's. Just, you know, passable. Yeah, gre- Greasy, I'm not a fan of either, personally. Yeah, no, I don't know where the hell Greasy... It, it just pisses me off, because Peyton easily should be in the booth. Imagine if this was Peyton Manning, uh, Lewis Riddick, and, you know, whoever the best play-by-play guy that we can think of. You know, that'd, that, be that'd, available. Probably that'd probably that be excellent. That would excellent. be fucking phenomenal. That'd be an all-time booth. And... They just don't want to do it because Peyton doesn't want to be uncomfortable. He doesn't want to just do the regular old thing. He wants to sit in his damn garage and, you know, chat with his brother over fucking Skype. It's just corny as shit. I don't know. Maybe he's just doing this to get his legs under him and then they'll put him in the booth. I don't know. But I see this as... It it can be entertaining sometimes, but I... It's got Dennis Miller levels of cringe at times, too, so... Uh, I don't know how I feel about it overall. It's not too great. So, yeah. Um, we went through that. We went through that. Anything else stand out to me? I know you went to the game this week, uh, the Patriots game, so I don't know how much else you really got to see. But 
Anything I'm, else stand out? I, I gotta watch a little bit of football after. But no, like I said, one of the biggest things was the Green Bay defense. We covered that. Just in the defense, if they can stay, any, I mean, I don't think they can play at that same level consistently going forward. That is like a ridiculous level to be at. But if they can play anywhere even close to that. That I think that's a team to come out of the NFC, and it's not even close. I think that that team goes going to Dallas. Or, you know, Dallas comes to them in the cold, right? I think I think they can play with that team. And then Rodgers still going to pick apart Devontae Adams. I don't think Diggs is ready to be covering Devontae Adams one-on-one all day. No, no, that, no. I like Diggs a lot, but is. no, he's going to get torched. <laughs> yeah, so if that if that's the matchup, right, how great of a matchup would that be to watch in the NFC Championship, oh, right? Or, I'd love or it. Or even you want to take – I'm not saying there's a blueprint out there, but the way they've looked the last two weeks playing, maybe there is, right? I think the Green Bay Packers take them too. I think that they – I think they could take the Bucks in a redemption game of last year if they get that matchup. I just think that's a team coming out. I think it's a team coming out of the NFC if that defense can play anywhere near the way it's been playing. I'm with you, bro. I am with you. A um, couple more things to clean up real quick, and then we will get out of here. Um, I'll uh, I'll suck it up here. Fine. I'm, I'm not going to go long on it, but all right. We haven't really talked Raiders uh, really, and then uh, we haven't talked since a few things happened, so there's a little more Raider tor- turmoil. Lately, uh, since we last isn't talked, there, isn't uh, there always Ray? No idea. <laughs> it's 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 a tough life. Sometimes it's a tough life. It's oh boy. But if the worst thing going on is your football team is uh, got issues, it's never boring. I'll tell you that much. It's never boring. There's some fan bases that it's like oh, it's just so mundane. Like how are you, who cares? Tell you what, being a Raider fan, man, you are never fucking bored. So since we have talked, the Raiders got the upset in Giant Stadium as I was there, and uh, unfortunately they were not able to pull it out. They lost to the Giants, which was a bad one. But we figured maybe they'll just hold it back together, come back together, and end up beating uh, the Chiefs. On Sunday at football, it's a big game, first place for the division, et cetera, et cetera. In the meantime, before the, uh, they ended up signing Deshaun Jackson. They ended up bringing no, in Deshaun Jackson, and that was that. Oh, I'm gonna get there. And then uh, they ended up cutting Damon Arnett. So that entire draft class is fucking what a first round that is. We talk about first round picks being held. Just send all our fucking first round picks out the door for Rodgers or fucking Wilson. Not that I'm trying to say ship out Carr, but you get what I'm saying. Because I mean, our yeah, first round no picks from that, right? fucking Rugs and Arnett. They're both gone. One's probably gone off the fucking streets for four decades so yeah uh and then of course john gruden decided he's gonna sue the nfl and roger goodell to make sure they look like shit just as bad as he did for the entire email scandal boy that's gonna be a fun journey and don't think for one second the nfl is gonna take it easy on us in the entire process i can guarantee you that and you can say i'm fucking making things up but i guarantee you i am not Go ahead and look at all the numbers for any of you non-believers out there. Just look up the Raiders penalty stuff. Go ahead. I I, I dare you. But yes, uh, that Deshaun Jackson, you know, we started off slow. And then we started playing well. And then we started playing like shit again. And then we came out in the second half. And the Raiders just started fucking clicking. 
the car started throwing fucking dots. Dimes all across the field. He was an assassin. He was picking them apart. Went down for a touchdown. Went down for a touchdown. They come down, and finally we stretch the deep threat. Deshaun Jackson down the fucking field. Bombs it out. And then Deshaun Jackson, in one of the weirdest fucking plays I've mm-hmm. ever seen, catches the deep ball, proceeds to stop running, spin around, as if he picked up a fumble, got spun around twice, took five shots, got spun around five more times, and wasn't sure what fucking direction he was going in, and then spins around, cuts back, turns around, and of course the defender's like, I don't know what this fucking guy's doing, but I'm just gonna boop and whack-a-mole this fucking ball out, and the ball flies out, we lose it, Matthew picks it up, runs it back for a few, runs out of bounds, and Deshaun Jackson is lost looking there with one of the worst first plays I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen anything quite like that, Ray? We've seen a lot of things in our time, but have you seen anything quite no. like that? No, that that was wacky as it gets. Now, I, I was sitting there, Pat, and literally I was going to think, did Vegas just go into his helmet and tell him that they can't score right now? Because otherwise, <laughs> it made absolutely no sense what he was trying to do there. I cannot imagine what the hell. He was thinking, instead of just keep running, keep running, go sideways to the sideline, fall down. All of these are options. What you did is not a fucking option. (laughs) Or at least it should have been. So, yeah, that whole clusterfuck fell apart, and now everybody that was, you know, all over the Chiefs' asses for having such a slow start. The Chiefs are unfortunately back on top of the division for now. I don't think they're out of the woods just yet because I think both the Chargers and I do think the Raiders are still very viable. They need to get back on the fucking horse. They're going to have to beat the Bengals this week. And the Bengals are on a little bit of a losing streak themselves, okay? So they're coming off of a bye. Got to beat Cincinnati. And then it's going to be a really tough Thanksgiving Day matchup on a short week at the Cowboys. And that is going to be a true test of things. And I'm curious to see how it goes. So that's... That that, that will absolutely be a measuring stick game for you guys. Oh, 100%. Well, as you know, you know, my family are Cowboys fans. So, uh... Oh, Pat, you you might might have a very long Thanksgiving this year. Well, we'll see. It's it'll start and no matter what, because as you know, you know, we'll have the Thanksgiving game in the morning and uh, that's going to be very Cowboy versus Raider centric. And then uh, we'll be moving on to later on the feasting, the family, the food, the football, and it's going to be interesting. So uh, one last thing here, Ray, you want to throw together a pick or two just to. See if we can make our fan base a little bit of money. It worked oh so well last time after we picked the Packers to do a bunch of stuff. And then, of course, Aaron Rodgers decided to get COVID. And a whole kind of fucking journey ensued after that. So, yeah. Let's just go to a very simple four-team teaser. That is where we will be getting six points on top of the current spread. So... Six-point teaser here, Ray. Four-team. Anything you like? Anything you need to know? Are you able to see it right now, or do you need me to... I, 
I just got in there, so I'm just All right, no, at... you're good, you're good. Uh, the 49ers after this past week, minus one at the Jaguars isn't too terrible. Uh, the Colts and the Bills just seems like a game that I don't know that I want to touch. Even with, I mean, the Colts having plus 13.5, you would buy the points as plus 14.5. The way that Jonathan Taylor's running the ball is absolutely monstrous. With Derrick Henry out and CMC not being sure of how he's playing just yet, and with him getting vultured with a lot of goal line touchdowns probably from Cam, man, I'll tell you what, Jonathan Taylor looking more and more like the top fantasy back in the fucking league. Oh, right Jonathan Taylor, absolute monster. And, uh, I mean, the Patriots are a pick em here against the Falcons. I do, I do always love my Patriots. You sure do. <laughs> And we've got the Titans minus five and a half against the Texans. I like that. You know, it's crazy. I actually, I like the Eagles over the Saints plus six. They've been playing some very good football recently. They have. I mean, we smacked them around, and I think we knocked some sense into them that week because they've been playing really well since. I mean, well, they, started Denver, running, they started running the damn ball finally. They've had a ton of success. Imagine that. And that's, well, they had issues with Sanders being out and all that, but I mean, my goodness, they're putting it together very well. With uh, Jordan Howard, uh, he's having a little bit of a renaissance, and uh, yeah, they're looking pretty solid. Boston's got a couple of guys. Jalen Hurts is just, you know, he's he's never going to be that guy. But he's 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 this guy, you know. He's the one that's going to be able to kind of get it now, what, done. Kind what about what about, what about Vikings Packers? I know we talked about that bad D. Yeah, and both I think those both both those offenses shoot out over forty three in the dome. Ooh, I do like that. That's over forty three in the dome. That's interesting. I would also like the Packers plus three and a half there, just because I think they take it. So give me a field goal and a half. <laughs> Fucking roll with it. So I like both of those. I like both the oh, over and, and su- the su- uh, Sunday night. I'm taking the Cowboys plus eight and a half. Yeah, I think, give me I the think nine and a half, and yeah, I'm in. I I, th- I think that ch- I think they can score with the Chiefs all day. A hundred percent, and their defense. I mean that. Uh, as much as everybody gives Mahomes uh, enough, you know, fucking nut hugging for oh. You know, he, he, these picks are all off of receivers' hands and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. I got news for you. He had two of his fault interceptions dropped this week by the Raiders' secondary. So I don't want to hear too much about, well, Mahomes isn't making those mistakes. Mahomes is Yeah, he threw two picks this week. We just didn't fucking catch him. So I think the Cowboys will capitalize on that. I'm with you on the uh, nine and a half. For the Cowboys. Uh, it says eight and a half, half of mine, but... Well, I'm buying the point, so I'm going to take nine uh, okay. and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, I would like that absolutely. Uh, I am going to stay away from the Buccaneers right now. Hosting the Giants well, on I Monday thought, Night Football. I the same but, thing uh, there. No, I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere near them right now. And then the Cardinals and the Seahawks, man, that NFC West just becomes way too tough. They are just, it's one of those divisions that always plays each other tough and you never know what's going on. And it's not always tight games either. A lot of the times it's fucking blowouts. So we, which we've seen the past two weeks. 
So I, I think it's just best to stay away from that because even if you figure, oh well, I might not want, I might want the Cardinals, but even if they lose, no, the Seahawks end up coming back and they're gonna end up blowing the fucking Cardinals out at home. Watch, that's just how these things happen. So yeah, there's a couple of numbers there. We like the Cowboys plus nine and a half. We like the Packers. You love the over 43 there in the Dome, which I'm with you. I think the Vikings will put up at least two scores, and I think the Packers carry it the rest of the way. I like the Packers plus four and a half as well. We like uh, so the- that, that'd be over 42, so hitting 43 would get it. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yep. Uh, we like the Titans minus four and a half, hosting yeah. the Texans. And that's four. Isn't that not four? Did I say four and a half? Well, I'm saying it's not, it's not a four-team right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at a couple other different scenarios because we liked uh, yeah. the Eagles plus six. We yeah. like a few other things and the Patriots, but there we are. Those are our four picks. We're just going to stick with that one because we went a little crazy last time, and then next thing you know, people are getting knocked out, et cetera, et cetera. So make your own judgment. These are just, you know... For funsies, but uh, yeah. you you and, make and, your and own suggested tough judgment. That, that obviously, what wait wait as late as you can. If you're not putting the Patriots in Thursday, wait till Saturday, Sunday morning. Put it in. Make sure that you see what rosters are actually going on in that field. Because like last Saturday, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger getting hit with the COVID. Yes, that changes a lot in that game as well. Exactly. You never know what's going on, and yes, you can get your best deals at the beginning of the week. But you get your most informed deals just before kickoff. So, and to me, I'll take a closer line, but know what the fuck is going on. That's <laughs> that's my personal thing. But I've had a bad week, so whatever. All right. So I think those are our picks for the week. We'll call that six pick, Pat. Sounds good to me. Hopefully everybody makes a whole lot of money. Whether you use our picks or not, doesn't matter. Just good luck. Uh, that's a whole lot of football we've talked here today, Ray. Glad to have you out here. Uh, I look forward to having you out here again whenever we talk next. Uh, anything you'd like to say before we go? Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and I appreciate you having me on the show. Always, Ray, and we do appreciate you. We appreciate the follows, likes, subscribes, everything. We appreciate all of our fan base. We appreciate it so very much. Uh, just remember to follow us on Twitter for QC show. Uh, remember to follow me on Twitter, six pack Pat with her six, uh, enjoy your beverages responsibly. I'm just going to throw that up there just because, and everybody enjoy the football.